The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Doug Powell, and I'm the president of the Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss. And we're happy to have you here today to hear about senior housing options. And uh, with me is uh, Danette, who is our, um, our chair of events, Danette Dixon. And then we also have uh, Sheila, who's doing our hosting, and uh, Belle, who's doing our moderating and streaming. So, and we have with us uh, two staffers from Hadley, um, and they are Tiffany and Deb. And um, Danette, do you have anything to say before we turn it over to Tiffany and Deb? I just want to welcome everybody, and I thank you for for being here. And I thank one thank Larry Johnson for helping me get Tiffany and Debbie. And why don't we just jump right in? Um, Tiffany and Debbie, can you introduce yourself a little bit first? I guess first Debbie and then Tiffany. Hi, I'm Debbie Warman. Thank you so much for having us today. We're very happy to be here. It sounds like a friendly group. You were having some nice <laughs> chat chatter before we started, so that makes me feel less nervous. Thank you. Um, I've worked at Hadley um, for 35 years. I am a learning expert here. I um, support workshops. I'm on the rehab team. And if anybody comes to the discussion groups for Hadley, you'll recognize my voice. I co-host six of the 10 Hadley discussion groups. Hi, I'm Tiffany Mpofu. Um, I'm also a learning expert at Hadley. I'm a part of the assistive technology group. Um, I also support in the workshops and not only co-host Resource Roundtable with Debbie, uh, we also uh, co-host Travel Talk together. And I am so happy to be here with all of you. All right. Thank you, both of you. Shall, shall we jump right into our questions? Let's do that. Let's. Okay. Okay. Okay, just, oh, no, 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 don't do this to me. Oh, okay. Just a sec. The first question is, what are the options for senior housing? Yes, um, the options, one option is um, for independent living is to age in place in your own home. So this can be uh, good to consider if you are uh, able to handle most daily living tasks, but just need um, just a, a bit of assistance from family or from home health at times. Um, with aging in place in your own home, you may need to modify your home uh, to make it more accessible. And there's actually a resource that can be useful in making modifications to your home. And this resource is called the uh, Single Family Housing Repair Loans and Grants <laughs> Program. That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, 
It's also known as the Section 504 Home Repair Program. And so this provides loans to very low-income homeowners um, to, re to make repairs, improve or uh, modernize their homes, or um, they also offer grants um, to, to the elderly um, who are very low-income homeowners uh, to remove any health or safety hazards. Um, another type of housing option is the 55 plus or are the 55 plus communities. Um, and this is where you would need little assistance needed. Um, you would be near people of the same age. Um, and this usually includes home maintenance and yard, yard work. Um, but again, uh, since independent living facilities are, um, since they are aimed at um, older adults who need, need little or no assistance with activities of daily living, most do not offer medical care or, or nursing staff. Um, you can, however, hire um, home help separately uh, as needed. So, and speaking of uh, home or care or medical care, excuse me, um, the options for that would be assisted living, uh, which includes help with activities of daily living, such as cooking, bathing, um, medications, laundry, house, housekeeping, um, transportation, exercise, um, and as well as beauty and barber salons. Um, there's also nursing homes, which provide long-term medical assistance. Um, and actually, there may be, there may be um, senior apartments, assisted living, and nursing homes all on the same property, which would make it easier to transition from one to another. Um, some other housing options to think about, and these are um, more creative options, one being co-housing. So uh, you would share resources as a community. Um, there's home sharing. Maybe you would rent a room in someone's home, or maybe you would uh, rent a room to someone else, like a, a college student um, in exchange for assistance. And then another option can be to move in with family or possibly family moving in with you. Another unique type of um, housing that I, I found very interesting um, is called virtual retirement community. So this community is simply neighbors caring for neighbors. Um, these types of communities are they're formed um, to give seniors the help they need in and around their homes uh, while still staying comfortable in their own home. Um, this program provides resources for aging in place in exchange for, a, um, for an annual membership. And usually virtual retirement communities are um, through a network called Village to Village. And what they do is uh, they simply help communities establish and manage their own villages. All right. 
That's a lot of information. Thank you. <laughs> sure. Debbie? Debbie, did you have anything to add to that? A lot of information? No, I don't think so. Tiffany did a great job covering she all did. that. So thank you. She did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the second question would be, what are you looking for? What is important to you? Okay, I'm going to take that question. This is Debbie. And um, so, yeah, we all know that it's going to look different for everyone, right? We're unique. Um, we're all not going to want the same things. We're all not going to need the same things. Um, so, and what, when do you know? This is a big question. When do you have that talk with yourself? How do you know you're getting to the point of needing more assistance? What does that look like for you? So those are all questions to think about and to realize um, my story is not going to be the same as Danette's. Danette's story is not going to be the same as Belle's, you know, so everybody's going to have different questions, different needs. Some of the things um, to consider is um, how much independence do you want or need? Um, do you want people there around you all the time? Are you the kind of person that, that will um, want that? Or are you more of a, more of a isolated person that likes to spend more time with, with yourself? Uh, um, and what are your medical needs or what do you foresee might be your medical needs, right? Because this is something um, we're not going to wait till it happens. We're going to be planning ahead. We won't, won't want to be doing all this at the last minute. So what do you perceive some of your health care needs might be? Um, are you having trouble now um, getting your pills in your pillbox? Um, you know, do, do, does uh, cancer run in your family? Does uh, dementia run in your family? Those are all hard questions to look at. You also want to consider, um, do you want to move closer to family at this time? Like, does your daughter live in one state and you live another and your son lives in another? Would it be advantageous to move to a facility closer to family? Um, do you want a community where you're going to have social connected? connections, where they're going to have activities planned for you, where you may get on a, a transportation bus and go on an outing, where they have bingo every day, um, right? The stereotype of assisted living, they play bingo all day. But what other kind of activities and what kind of social connections do you want to make? Do you need a safer environment? Um, are, you, are you having trouble? Is your vis vision deteriorating more? Um, are you having trouble? Do you need more, um, you know, grab bars in your bathroom? Um, do you just need to feel safer? You're just feeling a bit insecure on your own. And maybe you're having a hard time um, preparing meals. Um, that's a biggie. Um, are you able to get your um, your meals in every day? I know some seniors um, have difficulty preparing meals, whether with vision loss or not, and so they'll skip eating. And so that's a big concern. If you don't have a program like Meals on Wheels in your community, um, maybe you're, you're finding you're not um, eating healthy meals. So that is my answer to that question. Tiffany, do you have anything to add to that? Just one thing I would like to add, and, um, and that's transportation. So being on a bus route or um, having access to paratransit. So kind of thinking about that, too, um, as a way to be able to to get around. Yeah, that's a that's a great point, because I, yeah. I, I can't tell you how many people I talk to who say, you know, well, I'm I'm out here in the boonies and I, I can't really get to town very easily. And I'm sitting there thinking, 
Well, that wasn't very good planning, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, there may be reasons why you want to be out there, but you got to weigh those against, you know, being able to access the services that are available, right? Absolutely. All right. Why don't we Why don't we switch to the to the big question? How expensive <laughs> is it? And what are yes. the what are the options for you know maybe subsidies or something like that? Sure. What is the cost? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so with assisted living, um, the average in the U.S. is around forty five hundred a month. Mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to in-home health care, it's about twenty five dollars per hour. Mm -hmm. um, so but there are some options um, for low income and um Consider checking with the uh, local uh, senior center or your um, city government department of housing for low income. Um, there's uh, actually um, in the U.S., uh, for example, there are senior housing complexes subsidized um, by the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, which is HUD for short. Um, for low-income seniors. Um, most communities um, also, uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> um, there's actually another resource, which is called the Section 202 Supportive Housing for the Elder, Elder Program. And so with this program, it pr provides subsidized um, housing for older adults with low income. Um, there's also aid for veterans. Uh, many assisted living offer a discount for veterans. And I would just check with your local, if you are a veteran, check with your local VA, um, contact them because there are other uh, resources and services such as the HUD Veterans Affair um, supportive housing program, which is called HUD VASH for short. Um, and with this program, it's, it combines housing choice vouchers, um, which is like rental assistance for homeless veterans. And then another, um, the other services would be the VA long-term care services. So um, if you are a veteran, please do reach out to your VA um, to the benefits department um, for, for those. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also some assisted living are having trouble filling up rooms. So maybe, so you may be able to negotiate a fee um, to, to get a room. And then also most families use private funds to pay for assisted living. So this can include like uh, personal savings, uh, pensions, retirement accounts and that. Um, so I would su suggest that even asking um, kids, your children um, for assistance, like paying for half because it just may be um, less expensive for uh, to do that than using the home health care. I would, yeah, I would say, yeah, yeah, I would, I would add to that, you know, long-term care insurance has become so expensive. So if you haven't gotten in already, it's probably just a, a mute point because it's so expensive now, but, you know, don't be 
ashamed or worried to ask for options. As Tiffany said, um, you know, a lot of assisted living is because of that and because of people moving out during COVID, uh, their rooms are empty. And so they're sitting there like I work part time in assisted living and half our rooms are empty. And I know that um, if you wanted to negotiate a fee, they would. Sometimes we run promotions um, say uh, during a certain time of the year, you can get one month free if you sign, if you, you know, you, you uh, rent now. So, you know, mm-hmm. don't be afraid to ask for, you know, what are some options for helping me with a payment? Because that 4500 a month average, um, you know, is, 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 is pretty steep for some of us. Um, you know, some communities, there's o- so many beds that in a, in a community that will be Medicaid. So you want to check the facilities that do have Medicaid rooms or Medicaid beds. And, Mm -hmm. and the veterans option is wonderful. And if you're a spouse of a veteran, I know in my assisted living, you would get a discount. So you don't have to be the veteran. You could be the spouse. The next question is, what is included in some of the costs for housing, and what would you pay extra for? Okay, I think we stumped them. Okay, that's me. No, that's me. That's me. That's me. Ah, okay, sorry. Okay, so so this is going to look different for different facilities, but be aware that some of some of this. Um, is going to look different. So you're going to want your questions. You're going to, you know, this is always a big plan to have your, your questions handy. Um, so usually you'll pay rent and then say, for instance, if it's assisted living, they're going to have a level of care. So maybe you're just paying that base rent. In my facility, you would then tack on if you needed your medications dispense, say that you were not able to do your own meds, there would be a charge for that. Um, to do laundry would be extra. And if you needed a shower given by staff, that would be extra. So those are mm-hmm. some some things that would be extra. Your room size might be extra. You know, you could if you you're on a budget, think of a studio room. Um, a, you could have a one bedroom or a two bedroom. So you can imagine what a two bedroom might run. So some people are very comfortable in a studio, especially if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to stay in your room, that you're social and you're out and about all the day. Um, meals are usually included. Uh, snacks are usually included. Um, I know we have a, ha- a very good snack bar. As soon as we put out the baked cookies, they're gone within a half an hour. So we, we have the, the good <laughs> snacks. Um, you don't have to pay extra for bed checks. Sometimes at night we have bed checks just to make sure you're safe at night. Um, you may have to pay extra if you have a pet. Um, if you, you might have to put a, a, a deposit down if you have a pet. Um, you know, and we've never had a guide dog at my facility, and that's a good question. I wonder if they make you pay extra for a guide dog. M- mostly it's a fee if, if the dog damages the room. So I bet that they would negotiate that for a guide dog or a service dog. Um, there may be an activity fee. So those are all the kinds of things. You want to look for those. What are the base things that you're paying with your rent? 
And then what are the extras that you might have to pay extra for? And I know some people have worked it out. Um, I know one family will come and give their father medication so they don't have to pay the extra 500 a month for that. I know one family, a couple families come and get their, their parents' uh, laundry and take the laundry home. Um, you know, so they don't have to pay extra for that. And there's laundry facilities. Sometimes in the facility, you can, if you're able, you can do your laundry yourself. You don't have to have staff do it. So that's um, some of the options, what to look for and what to ask for. And, and in, the, um, in the continuous care facilities, in other words, the ones that have independent living and assisted living and skilled nursing all in the same facility, um, do you pay once when you get in and then, then it's standard all the way through, or do you pay for independent living? And then when you move up to assisted living, then there's an added cost for those things that you just mentioned. Um, what do you think your answer to that would, uh, would be just, just, just. It, since usually these are businesses, what do you think? Yeah, the they're probably yeah. going to uh, yeah. hit you. Yeah, for you're going. You're going to pay more as you increase your level of care. You, mm -hmm. Only because um, staff, you, you know, hiring staff is you know that can that can be expensive for a facility. Um, so yeah, so you're you're going to be adding cost each time you um, go to another transition point. So those those places are kind of nice because, you know, people get to know you there, you're used to things. So looking for a community such as that can sometimes be helpful if it exists in your, in your town or community. And the other thing I know that my parents bought some insurance which allowed them to extend their stays in skilled nursing um, through through the facility, um, are you aware of that? And and I think it, it was great for them because uh, both of them spent longer than whatever I think the ninety days I think it is or thirty days that they were allowed by uh, Medicare and Medicaid. Yeah, yeah. Med Medicare. I'm just went through this with my father. Um, Medicare is a hundred days. So when you run out of your hundred days, that's it. You know, there's nothing there for. Um, long-term care and nursing homes. Um, that's it. Whether it's 20 t days one time and 20 days another, my dad had a hundred all at once. He's done. So our option was to talk to the nursing home about Medicaid. There was no long-term care insurance. There was no added insurance we mm -hmm. could do. So our family learned real, really, really quick the ins and out of Medicaid. Um, but, and that's something that again, we shouldn't have waited till the last minute. We should have been on that. We should have known that that might have been an option. You know, so often we feel we're doing well, and then boom, that's what happened to my dad right away. You know, we were caught. We were caught short, and um, so yeah. But Doug, in that case, always ask the nur the nursing home. Always ask, 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 ask questions. Um, there probably is a senior center community in most uh, small towns, even in my small town, there is. They usually have someone on staff that can help you with those questions. Um, our mental health center here in town has a senior services, and they are wonderful about that. You can, no fee, you just call them and ask your questions. I mean, they're, they're wonderful. So look for places like that. Ask, ask, ask. Jeanette, it's 25 after, dear. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm.
So we'll, we'll take these last two questions that we have, and then we'll go to questions from the audience. And as a person with vision loss, is there anything that I should be alerted to? Yes, I would say the lighting. Um, if you're someone that mm. needs more lighting, um, it, there's uh, other options too, like um, using adjustable lighting, like uh, an adjustable lamp or... Um, or um, even like there's like headlamps too. Like if you're uh, needing more light to, uh, if you're doing playing cards or like a card game or reading, um, there's additional lighting there. And then mm -hmm. also for glare, um, do they have coverings where that can be adjusted, where you can kind of reduce the amount of glare or even just to control the lighting from outside? Mm -hmm. Um, color filters or sunglasses can be uh, great for also reducing the amount of glare. I know sometimes like in facilities, the flooring may be really shiny <laughs> in the mm -hmm. common area and the light is reflecting on the floor. So wearing color filters could be good for that to move around. Mm -hmm. And then also ask um, if the train, the staff, is trained um, or have they worked with um, people with vision impairments? Um, because also too, you wanna make sure that things are accessible for you as well and comfortable in the facility. And then um, check out the layout of the room. Is there mm -hmm. enough space to move around inside the room? And um, then, even in the dining area, do they offer large print menus or can they uh, record the, the menu on a recorder for you or even the activities list? Um, and then also too, when navigating and moving around the facility, uh, consider using landmarks. <laughs> um, like for myself, even out um, in the community, I use different uh, landmarks um, around me to know, okay, when I get mm -hmm. to this blue mailbox, I turn left here. So just using um, landmarks inside the facility uh, to make it easier to get around because uh, signage may be difficult to see or read. Mm -hmm. um, and then mo most importantly to be your own self advocate. If, if there's mm -hmm. something that you need, there's an accommodation that you need, voice it. <laughs> so yeah, just be yeah. your own self-advocate. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Chances chances are you aren't, aren't the only person there with low vision. If you would ask my facility, is there any people here who are blind? They would say no. Um, and, and then they would, mm -hmm. I would say, are there any people with low vision? They would say no, but I know there are because I, <laughs> I work with Hadley. So I know. So, so yeah. chances are you aren't the only person there with low vision okay. and mm -hmm. um, attend and participate. Most facilities have resident council meetings. So that's a chance that you can attend and speak up and say, you know, um, the lighting in the puzzle room is just not good for me or anybody, you know, can we look yeah. into changing that? So you never know. Mm -hmm. You never know. Yes. Okay. So let's do our last questions and, and then we, we will go to questions from the audience, from the attendees. Last question would be, how do I start? A big question, probably most of all, the most important, how do I start my research? 
well, you all just did. You all just did by coming today, right? <laughs> so you you, got, yes. you all did already. So um, we've got 40 people in the room. So 38 people. Well, Tiffany and myself as well. I'm 63. So I have to start thinking about this as well. I think Tiffany is, is the young one in the crowd. Um, so um, so start immediately. I mean, you this is like planning. Give yourself time. Do not wait till the last minute and get get caught like our family did and then you're you're backpedaling and you have family arguments and we won't go there um make list what is your wish list what would you hope um as you age what do you hope that's going to look like for you um what do you expect realistically what can you expect start talking with your family if you have a financial advisor talk to him or her about your budget what can you afford and don't forget, it's not what the rent is now. Rent increases, right? So you need to think ahead. Check with your healthcare professionals. What are they saying your mobility issues might be? What are they saying your health issues might be for the future? If you, you know, if you're somebody that likes to search the web, get on there. You know, look for. Um, just Google senior housing options, and I'll guarantee you, lots of things will come up. Um, sure. you'll find sure. inf you'll find information on what questions to ask be sure okay. to talk with your family what do they suggest you don't have mm -hmm. to do what they say but you know get their suggestions and be open to hearing their concerns do they want you closer to them talk to friends who have already made that decision what would they advise you um, begin visiting potential settings talk to the residents have a meal there check out their activity schedule. Would they allow you to spend a night? Um, I always suggest visit at different times of the day so you can meet different staff and get a feeling for the attitude. And the last thing that I would, would just recommend is realize that this type of change can be very difficult. You know, if you're moving, if you're not aging in place and you're moving from your home, it's very difficult. One of the hardest things people do, um, you know, I talk to people all the time at my assisted living, what do you bring with you? You know, all these treasures you have. So realize change can be difficult and just breathe through the process. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's good. Thank you. These questions have been really great. And Sheila, is yes, there any hands up? Yes, ma'am. Lynn Corral. <clears throat> Hi, I wanted to make it clear that independent living is very different for different. It's, it's, it's a kind of a catch all phrase. Um, like my dad lives in independent living, but it's totally different where I live. I live in a 55 and over older community, but it's everybody for themselves and it's manufactured home. But my dad lives in a congregate facility and that's also independent living. He only gets one meal a day. And then there are one, there's one associated with this place, the same owners, that's independent living and it's three meals a day. So independent living can mean different things to different facilities. And you really have to ask questions to make sure that you know what it means by independent living. Absolutely. And as we Thank talked you, about earlier, and, yeah. and yeah. Tiffany gave some of those options, everything, everything's mm -hmm. going to look different for different people. We're all different. Yeah, yeah. Sheila, who's next? All right, Belle, do we have somebody in Clubhouse? We do. Donna, go ahead. Hey, Donna. How we, hello. How can we go about helping 
our older parents adjust to and, and accept going into assisted living? How can we help them to um, make that transition? <laughs> That's hard. That's, That's a hard. very hard point. It's, That's a and, very and, fine and art. <laughs> that, yeah, and and it's yeah. a balance. It's a balancing act, and it depends on what kind of relationship you have with your parent. Um, when mm -hmm. I advise people about this, I always advise them to listen. Listen first. Don't go in with the attitude, uh, "Mom, this is what I think you need." What's she going to do? What's she going to do if you say that? This is what I think you need, and and. We don't, mom. You know, you're getting older. What do you, what do you, what, what, what do you think this is? What, what you know, what do you think things are going to look like in a few years? How can I best help you with that? Um, I know from my own parents, uh, you know, just listening and and forgetting I'm, um, I'm, I'm, uh, and forgetting that I know what's best, right? You know, I may think I know what's best, but they may have different ideas. So listen and have the conversation. If you're not close to your parents, who could have that conversation with them? Uh, maybe a sibling. Uh, I know my mom is close to my, my, my aunt, the sisters. They talk. So I kind of go through my aunt to my mom. I go through the back door. Um, you know, a priest, if you're uh, or a clergy or somebody in your in your church can, can often Sometimes, you know, they don't want to hear it from the kids, but they're hear it, they'll hear it from a doctor, they'll hear it from uh, somebody else. So, you know, it's, it's really a hard, it really is, is one of the hard things to do. What do you think, Tiffany? I think along, along the same lines, like even for me with my grandmother, she would rather hear it from her doctor or someone else than from us but we are starting to have that conversation though with her too because she's um going through some things too so yeah but the other that's thing a very is that's a very good question and if anybody would ever i love to do role plays if anybody would ever want to call me and role play me that scenario i'd love to do that but just to practice what you might say that i'd be happy to do that but i, I think another I think another um, way of going about that is to gather the information about different uh, different options. So, for example, if you call the, the uh, area agency on aging in your area, um, they sometimes they have help for home, you know, for home care workers and that kind of thing. So, you may be able to find out some information about well, if you want to stay in this house. It's going to cost, you know, as it, it, because you need more help now, you know, it's going to cost such and such. And if you move, you know, it's going to cost such and such and that kind of. So, uh, you know, be, be in a partnership about working out the, the possible solutions. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do oh. your homework first so you can answer the yeah. questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Any more hands? Oh, yes. Yeah. Scott. Thanks, Scott. All right. I was wondering if any of you could talk very much about AARP and how where it might fit in all this, advantages or disadvantages of AARP membership and the like. I you love know. AARP. I I have oh, really? I got my membership as soon as I could, so I could get my discount at Denny's. Yeah, yeah. AARP. I, you know, there's pros and cons, I, but they they do advocate a lot. Um, they 
um, have wonderful resources. Um, they have wonderful articles on 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 the web. So they're they're a good organization. There's this another tool in your toolbox. One more thing to add when you're doing your research. I will warn you though. We've we've tried to um, approach them in different ways, ACB and AAVL for you know maybe having an article in their magazine or you know something like that. And they're not, they're not real open to talking about uh, issues of vision loss. Blindness and uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, you they know, do I mean, they do have some articles on their on their web 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 uh, yeah. magazine. But it's just other yeah. general uh, living arrangement type things and. Oh yeah, yeah, they have wonderful. They have wonderful, and if 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 it's not blindness specific, they have wonderful right. articles about how to choose senior housing. That's another option to do some reading. And by the way, sorry. And and by the way, um, we are our members of AAVL, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, uh, put together a document on housing options. So go to uh, www.aavl-blind-seniors.org. And you can find our document on housing options. Okay, yeah. thanks a lot. And that's yeah. and that's specifically geared for people who you know have some kind of vision loss or blindness. Yeah, thank you, Scott. Sheila, who's next? Connie. Hello. Hey. Thank you. So. I have not so much a question, but a concern. I took care of my husband when he was terminally ill and he's gone, he's passed away now. So now I'm all by myself and there's no one to take care of me. Um, I'm gonna stay put as long as I can age in place because I own the house, still pretty independent, but there will come a time where the housing, the house maintenance stuff gets to be too much for me. I've already fallen a couple of times, unfortunately, did not break any bones, but you know, there may come a time where that, that becomes kind of difficult. So I'm gonna start visiting places, but the most prohibitive part of all this is, is the cost. It's just everywhere. Even the home caregiving was expensive, but just living in a senior living facility is so expensive. Um, do you, do you, does anyone have any thoughts about that? Like resources on, how to go through this kind of a maze of expensive living options. Well, I will say they don't make it easy to age, right? They don't make it easy. Um, you, you know, some, I know sometimes people have to decide between medication and food. It's not easy. Um, and oh, Tiffany talked earlier, if you want to listen to the recording about some of those options for low costs, there are lots of options out there. And if you have a senior um, center in your community, go go and ask to talk to somebody there for low cost cost options in your community. Um, they would be able to help you. Mind, Some, yeah. Sometimes when you're looking at modifications in your home, check. I don't know if you belong to a faith community, but check your faith community. They may have volunteers that will come and help you. Um, we had some people come and put up a railing in my parents' garage for free. They put in new steps. Um, sometimes, um, you know, you can find some, uh, I don't, neighborhood care groups, they'll do that. So that's another way to get some free maintenance. 
high school students need to have service hours. Call your high school and see if there's a high schooler that can come and mow your lawn has a has a volunteer service or that's another option. Thank you. And there, I, I think as part of your negotiations to go into senior living, um, if you have a house to sell, um, that yeah. you know that will become part of the uh, the negotiations as well, which, which may which may help you know some of the some of the initial costs anyway. I've been doing um, all kinds of house maintenance, yeah. so I'm, I'm hoping yeah, that yeah. all of these things will bring up the value of the house if yeah. I decide to sell it. And I will tell you, my parents moved from the house that they, you know, were having trouble staying on top of, um, you know, the maintenance and that kind of thing. They moved into a, uh, a comprehensive care facility and they spent the ten, the uh, happiest 10 years of their lives there because oh, they had social yeah. events to go to all the time. They had you know, they had people around them that they could socialize with. They really, really enjoyed that atmosphere. So um, if you're, you know, if you are looking, you know, if you're thinking you're kind of lonely, I, I would, you know, I would look into that because that it does create sort of a, um, a uh, you know, a, 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 you know, a, a, a peer group around you who are interested in the same, you know, in the same kinds yeah. of things that you are. I would, I would also caution you, be, be careful about spending too much money on rehabbing your home and getting it ready to sell. Most people that are buying homes now are gutting them anyway. So yeah. you're going to put all that money into redecorating a bathroom that they're going to gut anyway. So, you know, watch your, watch your finances and be very careful about what you're upkeeping. Uh, yeah, a new yeah, roof, a new awesome. roof. Yes. Yeah. A new yeah. roof. Yes. But putting oh, yeah. an, an island in the kitchen or new cabinets, chances are you're going to put in new cabinets and they're going to rip them out yeah. anyway. Yeah. I decided not to do a kitchen remodel because that would um, put me in debt for the rest of my life. So. Yes, yeah. and and that's good because they're going to do it new. Anybody who buys yeah, now is yeah, free. Is going to yeah. So be careful about that. Yeah, I think okay. you can you can consult with a, a real estate agent to uh, to give you some oh, ideas lovely. about the real uh, necessities and the frills. Okay, thank you so much for your suggestions. Thank you, Bonnie. Who's next, Sheila? Carol. Hi, um, thank you. So delighted to hear Debbie and, and Tiffany on the call. Excellent, excellent. And just quickly, um, look into Hadley as a resource also, folks, because mm -hmm. they have a sure. wonderful uh, bit of, of all kinds of stuff to help. Um, I'm in exactly the place that you're all we're all talking about. I um, just had my 80th birthday and I'm living independently, very happily in my home. Um, and own my own home, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm at that place that I've got to look. I know uh, my kids are not right around me, but they're very involved in what I'm doing. And I need to look around and see, and I have done some investigating. Yes, independent or, or um, assisted living and those things, kinds of places, they vary hugely, not only from area to area. I live in Maine, but also just in the area. Um, the facilities. The one thing that I would strongly, and we're talking, of course, about money here, is to, the first thing that I did was, or one of the early things, was sit down and look at what, how do I spend my money every month? Um, not on food, on everything. 
and then take a look at what am I going to still have to spend money on when I go to it. I'm thinking of an independent living kind of place and realize, first of all, my property taxes, I'm not going to own those. I'm not going to have, if I, I don't happen, of course, drive, I'm blind. But uh, any of those kinds of expenses, I'm not going to have the household expenses. But look at the things that I still will have. I won't have food because I'll be, I'm planning to go to a place that they will provide food for me. So to really look at the nuts and bolts of what I'm spending is really important. And it's amazing when you do that kind of looking closely at what you actually are going to have once you, I will be selling my home, so I'll have that income and my retirement, et cetera. But to look at those numbers in a really, really clear way, and, and all of a sudden they take on a little bit different, um, different texture and different meaning for you. And you have more available, I suspect, than what you might might um, might have uh, think you have. And that would be the the other thing is that I'm not doing any maintenance, any kinds of decorating kind of maintenance in my house at all. Just the things that need to be done. I'm very very comfortable. But because I know in this market where I live that whoever buys this house is going to re redo all kinds of things because it needs it, but they're going to need to do it because they're going to have a new home. So, um, yeah, just, and also reach out to other people. Don't try and do it alone. Call your neighbors, the friend, the person, the other uh, person you know in your community. Um, Call your town hall and ask if there's someone down there that can help you, can talk to you about um, what's available in the area. Just make Get reach out to others. That's the most, the biggest gift that I can find in this life for that. So, yep. Thank you. Great call. Thanks. Um, Bella, is there anybody else on Clubhouse? No, I'm watching. Okay. <laughs> we, we have a system, Doug. <laughs> I didn't realize yes, you had do. access to that, uh, Sheila. Yeah, Thanks. she's she's right here in the list. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I've been watching. <laughs> All right. That's All right. Mary Beth. Yes. Oh, yes. Hey, Mary Beth. Hello. Um, actually, I have a question and a comment. Um, my comment is about the thing about the guide dog. I think it would be illegal for um, for people to, for uh, housing to charge a pet fee for a guide dog because mm-hmm. they're not a pet. Mm-hmm. Um, but the question I had, and I think I already know the answer, but I. I figure I'll, I'll pose the question anyway. Um, are there any like uh, databases available that you can say look up in a certain location or a certain housing type? Um, you know, that, my guess is that's going to be no. You have to do it in every locale. But I figured, you know, it's not going to hurt to ask. So thanks. There's a website called Elder Care Locator. You put in mm-hmm. your zip code and you can find out a lot of resources in your community. I would start there. Mm. I would start there. Okay, great. I've never heard mm-hmm. of it before. And I guess that's why this call is valuable. Because I know <laughs> when we did it for my dad, you know, it was just like, you you know, you drive around, you know, this. And obviously I can't do that. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. this one looks good. This one's, you know, this one looks bad. You know, whatever. Another resource is um, HUD.gov if you're looking for like uh, low income or subsidized housing. Um, they have mm-hmm. all sorts of options on there as well. Okay. 
Thanks. And, and, and I can't stress enough your local senior communities. I, I They're underutilized people. Um, you know, just people are sitting there waiting to to share resources. So if you have a senior com- community center, ch- um, you know, ch- check it out and see if they can help you as well. Thank All right. You. Next is uh, Sharon. Hi. Uh, I just want to say that I actually went to my local senior center uh, about two weeks ago and had this very discussion and um they were excellent. And they even sent me a Word document later with some mm-hmm. um, different kinds of facilities in my area that I could check out. So I highly recommend that. The other thing is that just this past week here in Massachusetts, we had a very frank dialogue with AARP Massachusetts. And we talked to them about the fact that AARP in general has not been very open to dealing with blind and low vision people. And they admitted as much. And we've started a dialogue and I gave them the number for AAVL, I mean, you know, the um, the website. Sorry. So I'm hoping that there's a little of glimmer of hope here. <laughs> That's great. Good for you. Congratulations. Yeah. And the final thing is, is a question about assisted livings. Is it the case that if you run out of money, you're just out on your ear? There's, They'll just say, okay, no, no rent. You know, your rent is gone. You're, you're out. Before it would get to that point, I mean, they're not going to put you and your things out on the curb, right? They'll they'll realize before it gets to that, that point and work with you. Um, they'll, you know, it may be as much. We've had people have to move from the one bedroom to the studio. We, you know, mm-hmm. we've offered creative suggestions. So a good that's another thing you want to go and check out that the administration. You'll know. Um, believe me, you'll know on a couple visits whether you have this feeling of this is a business and this is how we run it, or this is a caring place and we're going to work with you. You'll know right away. I, you'll have that sense. Okay. Thank you. All right. Anne. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am. Oh, good. I did I'm going to interrupt for just a sec, please. Mm-hmm. Doug, can I have you finish this? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Okay, Ann, go ahead. Oh, okay. Um, is it very likely that they would say, oh, we've never had a blind person before. Uh, we wouldn't know what to do. What would you do if they said that? What would you do if they said that? I'd probably go somewhere else. Okay. Exactly. Okay. okay. Well, the the, the other called... the other the other thing you can say is, well, I'd be happy to work with you. I'd be happy to give you resources. Um, you know, it depends on why they're saying it. If they're ignorant, right? You can help educate them. You know, Hadley, go to Hadley. They have all kinds of tips for people who are living with vision loss, and professionals can take their workshops, take a look at them. Um, you know, you, you you may be in a situation where that's the only place you could go in your community. Um, so, and I'm guaranteed. And I said earlier, they probably have low vision people there and don't know it, right? I've had staff at my facility say somebody was pretending they were blind because what they knew blind was was just seeing darkness. They didn't know the degrees of, of vision loss. 
And I said, oh, no, you did just not say that to me. Do you not remember where I work full time? <laughs> so we had we've had I've I've been blessed that I've been able to do some education. So that may be on you to do that. And maybe you don't want to do it. And you do walk away. But Have you, you ever heard of a place called mom, a place for mom? Yes. 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 Is that a good thing? It's a good thing. I think that's one of on, on your your um, resources that you have on your um document right choosing a retirement housing community um i you guys sent that to me and i think a place for mom is on there and i believe that's correct yes yes. Uh, a place for mom.com and senioradvisor.com those are both on on the alliance uh, document and both of those are good places to get information the thing is don't you know just don't go to one place um you know go to different places and, and, and 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 do your research all okay, right, thanks. Jean Marie. <clears throat> I was going to say what sometimes, I don't know if, if you have to sell your house. I was wondering about the possibility of, depending on the shape of your house, renting it and making the rent, well, depending on where you live. I mean, in Eugene, housing is really expensive. So, you know, you could mm-hmm. put a big, rent your house and put a big portion of that toward this. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I have a resident right now who does that. She rent has two duplexes. She rents the duplexes out and that's how she pays her rent at the, at uh, where she lives now. The other thing I I was going to suggest is that, um, you know, like um, my brother-in-law lives in a place in Washington that's 7,500 bucks a month. Mm. And it's really amazing, but he gets a lot of care. Um, <clears throat> he's in the assisted living part. And um, it's just shocking how much, and I was just talking to someone in San Jose who said it's $10,000 a month there. So it really depends on what part of the country you live in. Um and the villages or village to village, if your town has that, our town doesn't. But if your town does, that's great. It's really worth the money. I know lots of people in Portland that use it. Oregon, Portland. And it may it may take a lot of creativity if you don't have the finances of that. That's a huge uh, uh, rent check. And, you, you know, it takes some creativity. And, and as we said before, maybe asking uh, your children to help you you know um i know we were to the point of that with my mother you know to take take our time off of our jobs to continually help her or or hire a nurse or you have to look at the cost or duke carroll said earlier what am i paying money for now you know um you know insurance on your house is expensive right you have to have insurance on your house so so sometimes it balances out even though that that number may scare you the other thing that I've heard of um, is uh, if you're selling your house, which, you know, I don't, if, you, if you're worried about inheritance to your, you know, if you've got kids or, you know, relatives who you want to make, make sure you sort of, uh, you know, have some inheritance for, my understanding is that sometimes you can buy into a place with the understanding that when you pass, there is some payout to your, um, to your beneficiaries. 
So that's another question to ask when you're buying into a, a, a situation. Doug, you've got about three and a half minutes and you yep. have one hand. So good. Let's take the hand. Beth, go ahead. I I do have some concerns being that like in um in New Mexico there's not there is assisted livings, a lot of them are private pay. And um like what happened to me, I was I was in a rehab center but then I went transferred to assisted living. But then they raised the Medicaid part up and the um it didn't cover it no more and then I was able to find this apartment but um if I wanted to, a lot of times, if you want to go into assisted living, um, you do have to pay your share just like just like in a nursing home rehab center. But um, I'd rather do that than have to go into a nursing home where it's total care that you don't even need. Yep. But um, they don't have a lot of those in the places like Louisiana, Mississippi, New Mexico, a lot of, you know, they'd rather just stick you in a nursing home and you could rot there. Well, we don't want anybody because rotting. Because you have Medicaid. We don't want, yeah. we don't want anybody rotting. So that, that's, not yeah. a, that's, not a, <laughs> that's not a good term that I like to hear. So sometimes it's no, getting know, involved. I mean, if you're, yeah, I know. Sometimes it's just getting involved in your community. And, and saying, hey, there's no, there's nowhere for seniors to go. Talk to your politicians in yes. your community. Who was that earlier that said she was talking to AARP? You know, sometimes it's really hard to be that self-advocate, but, you know, be a squeaky will and say to your representative, did you know in Louisiana we have so many seniors and we have no housing that's affordable? You know, so be a oh, squeaky will. Oh, I did. When I, was, when I was in the rehab center, I really did, but I... I felt they would dismiss it like, oh, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's old. She's blind. You know, uh, you know, well, I just. You're a, but you vote. Yeah. Do you vote? You still vote? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, okay. ma'am. Yeah. So if they know you vote, they're going to listen to you. They're going to listen to Doug, you. Doug, you have one minute, dear. Yep. And if, if Thank you. you know, if, if they're saying, you know, you don't know what you're talking about, then ask them what, you know, what they can suggest. So, uh, you know, sometimes going to your representatives, they can uh, give you some ideas also about what's available in their communities. Um, I will speak for myself because we have run out of time. But if anybody has follow up questions or would like to talk more about this, um, I am at Debbie at HadleyWorks.org. And I would like to invite everybody to come to our resource roundtable. If you're not a learner at Hadley, sign up. And we cover topics like this all the time in resource roundtable. So we hope you join our discussion. Great. And Go ahead, Tiffany. I was just going to give the uh, information to our resource roundtable. So if anyone has questions, you can contact us at resources at Hadley helps.org um, or you could also call the 800 number which is 800-323-4238 and just ask to speak to either Debbie or me Tiffany yeah. <laughs> if you haven't noticed I love to talk so I'd be ha I'd be happy to talk <laughs> to anybody who has any follow-up questions or hear your ideas I know you guys are full of them I'm just so impressed with the level of participation today yes. that was great awesome 
Well, thank you very much, Debbie and Tiffany and, and, um, and Sheila and bell. And, um, of course, Danette and, uh, all of you for coming. And, uh, again, our, our website is www.aavl-blind-seniors.org.